the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And uh, I, I have to pause uh, at the beginning of the show because if we're talking about living our life like it matters, if we truly are in the people business, and I believe that every single human being, I don't care if you get a paycheck or what you get a paycheck doing, whether you realize or not, we are in the people business. The radio business is all about people. If people aren't listening, Lee doesn't have a job. If people aren't listening, I have no reason to to get on the radio. If people aren't listening, uh, it's just a waste of my time and a waste of my money. We're in the people business. Uh, Years ago, I'd done a lot of training for Coca-Cola, and I had one of the uh, CFOs. uh, He said, you know, Black, Coca-Cola is not in the sugar water business. Coca-Cola is in the people business. We just sell sugar water to make a profit. During the 80 Olympics, you know, with Richard Jewell with the Atlanta bombing, uh, I saw uh, USA Today, a centerfold. It was on the um, the uh, Olympics, and it, the headline was "Corporate CEOs Treated Like Rock Stars in Olympic Village." And McDonald's CEO at the time, it was almost a word-for-word quote, a verbatim: "McDonald's is not in the burger and fry business. McDonald's is in the people business. We just sell burgers and fries to make a difference." And we're all in the people business. And if you're a human being and you have a heart, then what happened in Texas yesterday um, should break that heart. You should have a heavy heart. And, and, and please hear me. My heart goes out to those families. I can't even imagine. I don't even want to go there. What it would be like uh, to lose a child. And be honest with you, whether it was in a gunfire like it was or from cancer or from abortion or whatever, I, I just, it's, I don't know what the reason is. Uh, it doesn't matter to lose a child. Uh, my heart goes out, uh, the trauma, uh, the PTSD, the traumatization of so many that are still alive, uh, the loss of families. I mean, just, it's grieving. Uh, and so please keep those, uh, those people in your thoughts, your prayers. Uh, and we need to be praying for this country. It's, uh, it's getting here. This is why I do my radio show. I mean, my time has value. Uh, I pay for this. I think I'm the only one on Salem that actually pays for time. Everybody else gets paid to be on there. <laughs> you know, so I pay for this time. Uh, I, it's hard-earned money. Uh, I'm a busy guy. I'm out there setting the captives free, uh, you know, freeing people. 
And yet I do this radio show. Why? Why spend money I don't have? Why spend creative time I don't have? Why spend time on the radio I don't have? Why? Because I see pain. Because hurting people hurt people. And we're being manipulated. We're being played. So many smart people that are just ignorant. I'm just stunned at the massive intelligence that can be so blind. And I'm the problem. I'm the screwed up one. The people who believe what we've always believed for 200 years in this country are the problem. It's those white Christians. It's those patriotic people. It's those people that want everybody to be treated equally, but not having equity, which guarantees an outcome, because you can't do that. God doesn't guarantee an outcome. God says, I will that none should perish. Don't you hear that? His primary will, his desired will, is that none shall perish, but yet some will perish. So there's a permissive will. What he allows, he gives us free will. And so the pain in this country uh, is what I, this is what I've been talking about. And it manifests itself every once in a while so grotesque. And you know the sad part is how many children that are still alive that didn't get shot up go home to a hell. Go home to abuse. Go home to molestation. Go home to poverty. Go home to a, a mom or a dad or both who are not, aren't there. And they're at some whim of some adult hurting people hurt people. Abusers usually begat abusers. Molesters usually begat molesters. Alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. Don't you, do you hear the word I'm using? Usually. As a, not all the time. See, you can choose to, to change the pattern. You can choose to scratch the CD. You can choose to break the LP. You can choose to pull on the 8-track. You don't have to become your father. You don't have to become what society tells you you are. You don't have to be burdened down with the pain of abuse and neglect in your past. You can do something different. It's choice. Now, it's not easy. If you're looking for easy, then go to Staples. It's a little button you can buy there. It's like 10, 12 bucks. It's made in China with lead paint. If you want the easy button, then go. Use your credit card. Master charge it. But that ain't going to get you what you want. You don't want the easy button, people. Stop with the easy button. We need the go button. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to continue this conversation about being wound up. Because you get me? I'm stirred up, people. Because there's so many people wound up. They're stuff, 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 snap. Salvador Ramos. Yeah, unfortunately, we know his name. Just like we know George Floyd's name, we know so many other people, mass killers or or people that did something with their last ounce of life, and everybody else pays the price. That's what I said. It's the truth. You don't like it. Put your big boy pants on. Put your big girl pants on. Salvador Ramos opened fire at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Ramos had attended a local school but appeared to be a loner. Police spokesman uh, Oliveras says that investigators have yet to identify any friends. You hear that? Friendless. Any girlfriend. Oliveras said Ramos was unemployed, living with his grandparents in Uvalde, located about 85 miles west of San Antonio. 
unclear for how long he was living with them. Investigators in Texas continue to hunt for a motive early Wednesday after he entered the school and killed 19 students and two adults. Tuesday shooting marks the deadliest shooting at an elementary school since Sandy Hook in 2012, where then 20-year-old Adam Lanzen shot and killed 26 people at the Newton, Connecticut school. 20 of the victims were children aged 6 and 7. That's what we're talking about. What happened in Texas is a symptom of the poor emotional health and emotional intelligence. People are getting angrier, more bitter, pitted against uh, anybody who is not like them. We are being inundated with constant calls of racism, privilege, dog whistles, lies, spies, pain. It's overwhelming. It's unhealthy. And as a leader, we must be aware and be prepared. The time is now, gentlemen, ladies, come on. Time to pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. It's time to be prepared, to focus on the battle of the mind and the heart. An awareness of the battle and the available tools allows for success and a significant impact of those around you. This is what we need. We need to wake up. We need to revive. This is why I do this radio show. As Cardinal Cushing said, if all the sleeping folk will wake up and all the lukewarm folk will fire up and all the dishonest folk will confess up and all the disgruntled folk will sweeten up and the discouraged folk will look up and all the estranged folk will make up and all the gossipers will shut up and all the dry bones will shake up and all the true soldiers will stand up and all the church members will pray up, then, then, and only then will you have a revival. I'm not a big fan of the Cardinals, either the ones in the Catholic Church <laughs> or the ones in St. Louis, not the versatile St. Louis, all right? But, man, Cardinal Cushing hit a home run there because he's right. Give me a 100 men who fear nothing but sin and desire nothing but God, and I will shake the world. John Wesley said that. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything. But I can do something, and I will not let what I cannot do interfere what I can do. For God be my witness, Dale Valente. I'm Black. We'll be right back. awakening impacts even the seasoned pros take a listen to these comments from kevin who recently attended leadership awakening i've struggled with a lot of things i've been in so many different trainings followed tony robbins john maxwell all these great self-development gurus but i have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through what we went through was absolutely amazing and i'd love to share it with as many people as i could I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. For the life of your home, visit ThinkAMI. 
If your air conditioner barely made it through last summer, now's the time to get a replacement. Call the experts at Air Mechanical who will help you find the right size unit for your home. Whether it's a heat pump mini split or a zone controlled system, Air Mechanical will help you keep your cool in the sizzling heat. Family owned and operated since 1985, Air Mechanical leads the metro in heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit Hi, Mike Hilborn here with Roof to Deck Restoration. Let us extend the life of your wood fence. Roof to Deck uses low pressure to clean and brighten the wood. Then we stain your fence so it will last for years. Bring your wood fence back to life. Get a free quote now at RoofToDeck.com. That's RoofToDeck.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And yes, go to likeitmatters.net. Yes, go to the schedule. Get yourself in a class. Man, we don't need to have these things that are happening all over and all over happening. Hurting people hurt people. There's a lot of people that are struggling, man. A third of the country is struggling. It don't, it don't have to be that way. I hate to get all vernacular on you. <laughs> it don't have to be that way, man. It doesn't. See, we have more control than we realize. And that's why in the process of this radio show, on my classes, I, I teach you on the fly. I teach you about how we create experience. I teach you transactional analysis. Dr. Burns work with the, basically the layman's way to understand psychotherapy. Uh, I teach you how we work. I'm a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. I've been doing that for almost 30 years. Uh, I help you understand the multiple intelligence. That every single human being has 10 different ways that they're intelligent. So you're more than enough. You were created unique. Your fingerprints are unique unto you, and so is your gifting. But you've got to discover it. You've got to see it, and you've got to have a heart to want to discover it and see it. And then I teach you logotherapy. And logotherapy is all about our purpose for being existential. I was talking to the other, some guy the other day, and I made a couple of statements. He goes, oh, you teach existentialism? Like he was, oh, I don't want to send uh, to someone teach. I'm like, no, I don't teach existentialism, but I, there are existential realities in life. And because he knew the word existential, and he had some philosophy, never heard back from him. What a silly man. And he owns businesses. He's a rent-a-trainer type of thing. And here are these guys, the people that work for him could have changed lives. But because he heard one word... One word, wasn't paying attention, just heard one word. He thought he knew everything and went off on a tangent. That's not going to cost you know, 12 to 16 of his people uh, a new beginning, maybe life, maybe a walk with God. So I, go, I teach logotherapy, though. We have to have a reason why. That's why as little kids we ask questions, why? The Bible, most important book ever written. 
It is my standard. It is my fall to. It is my default. If I can't prove it in the Bible, then it don't matter. And I'm most likely not going to talk about it. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Canine, constant, never-ending improvement. Dr. W. Edwards Deming's work with the Lean Sigma, Six Sigma Lean Manufacturing, rebuilt Japan from a nuclear-devastated country to uh, competing with the leading economic power in the world in a mere 30 years. Emotional intelligence. Dr. Dan Goldman's uh, foundational work of, you know, having the right emotion, the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, direct to the right person. But again, NLP will tell you the same thing. Multiple intelligence will tell you the same thing. Uh, transactional analysis will basically tell you the same thing. So, you know, all this is just, uh, uh, it's just support. It's just weaved uh, together. But today I want to talk about this thing called striving and strifing. You know, uh, I like to put a title on the show because I think it's important. It kind of keeps me in a certain direction. It's like a compass heading for me, if not. Uh, you know, I can get off course very easy. Not that Lee would ever tell me that, but I can get off course. And uh, what's going on today is uh, we got to decide. Are we striving? We're supposed to be striving. Or are we strifing? Now, my wife was Googling to get a picture, and she goes, I don't think striving is a word. I said, honey, it's not. I like to play with words. It's not because strife is a noun. So you can't noun-ing, noun-verb it, right? Now, there are exceptions. When you, like, I can look at a table instead of tabling. Now, technically, that's not a word, but you can table something. Robert's Rules of Orders is you table something. So uh, I wanted to interject because I believed in tabling something. So that word can be used. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's really not uh, a word, if you will, per se. But uh, strife is a noun. And so you got to understand that there are rules, there are laws, words have meaning, there are patterns. You know, uh, uh, every, uh, 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 every cause has an opposite uh, reaction, right? I mean, you got to know the law of causality, the chain of causation. There are patterns, and there are rules, and there are laws. If you throw an apple up, it's going to come down. If you jump off a three-story building, you might want to have insurance or about six mattresses to land on. Or a medic. You see what I'm saying? There are certain laws. You stand on a 30-foot-high cliff, and you visualize that you can fly. And you do affirmations for two months ahead of that. Every morning, tell yourself, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Maybe find a couple of scriptures that say, watch man as he flies. Right? And so, boom. And then there you go. You've been preparing for three months, and you stand up at the top of the cliff, 30 feet. I'm doing it, Black. I'm prepared. I've seen it in my mind's eye. I've mentally rehearsed it. I've did all my proper statements of affirmation. I've looked myself in the mirror. I've seen myself flying. I've rested. I've ate well. I've read the books. I've studied. I'm ready. I'll be at the bottom <laughs> with the paramedic. Uh, you know, nothing personal. There are laws. And what we're getting in America is what we've been doing. I, I mean, I hate to tell everybody this. There's no surprise about what's going on in America. We're striving it. Now, here's the key. We've got to figure out what are we striving to do. See, when you look at the word striving, it's, it's interesting words. There's pains associated, strain. Think about that. Pains and strain, like giving birth. Think about that. And then the definition, I love this definition, an effortful attempt to attain a goal. And I got that from definition.net. It was pretty cool. It's based on Princeton's WordNet. But an effortful attempt 
to attain a goal. And then they use it in a question. As I was reading these, I mean, in a, in a sentence. And as I was reading this on definition.net, I'm like, wow. And so here's the sentence from Francis Rodman on striving. It says, courage is sometimes frail as hope is frail, a fragile shoot between two stones that grows brave toward the sun through warmth and brightness fail, striving in faith the only strength that knows. Wow. Man, that's how you use the word to sentence. <laughs> that's striving. And so what are we striving for? Or some of you not even striving anymore. You're just strifing. And by the way, as I was reading these, uh, you know, they'll, they'll define a word and they'll use it in a sentence. They do like four or five different sentences. So as I'm reading this, not only does it show us the definition of striving and strifing, but also in the, in the examples they give, actually shows you part of the problem. So looking up striving, we're reminded of all the striving going on. So here's one of the examples. I'm not kidding you. This is from the same word on the same page of definition.net. And here's a, 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 this word used in a sentence by Lori Santos. Really challenging time. And that means that students need to learn new strategies to protect their mental health. Our goal is to equip students with scientifically validated strategies for living a more satisfied life. Ready for this? Now pay attention. For living a more satisfied life, comma, while also creating opportunities for high-striving, low-income students and students of color to demonstrate college readiness. So again, let's separate out. It's not for everybody. It's just for certain people. Because we know students of color, life isn't fair to them. And that white people oppress them. And they're born that way naturally. And so black people are automatically victims and they can't accomplish it on their own. So they need a white-run system to protect them because we need to focus on high-striving, low-income students and students of color to demonstrate college readiness. See, this is the, that brings us to the word strife. So here's your word strife. You ready? It's synonymous with discord. Discord. There's a lack of agreement or harmony. Ready for this? Number two, strife. Of course, these are nouns. Bitter conflict. Heated, often violent dissension. And see, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, this is what, this is, and again, this is not politics. This is reality. Stop with your feeling blue and red and biting at Trump and Trump's so evil that you don't want to talk about him. Stop. That's, you've been programmed. Stop that. That's not life. That's not real. That's not the real world. You think China and Russia are afraid of us? All they got to do is say Trump to some of you and you shrivel. You drop your pants. You soil your pants. You, you, you throw up a little in your mouth. I mean, it's silly. But this has been going on for a long time. This isn't by chance. This has been going on for decades. Here you go. How about this? Mrs. T. Grace Atkinson of the National Organization of Women seeks to eliminate all sex, all marriage, all motherhood, and all love. This is from a, a couple years ago. I would say that that's fairly fatal. She said that marriage is legalized servitude and family relations are the basis for all human oppression. What a warped, sad view. But in many cases, it is the reigning view among the thinkers, the professors, the teachers in our society. On the other hand, others who are watching the death of the family see a disaster, a virulent disease. This is John MacArthur shared this a decade ago. If the family cannot function, who will raise, who will socialize, who will moralize the next generation? Dr. Armand Nikolai II of Harvard Medical School sees the, quote, trend to destroy the family as a devastating trend. 
He points to married women with children working outside the home, the tendency for families to move frequently, almost constantly, the dominance of television in the home, the lack of controls in society, the chaos of moral confusion, the lack of communication among families and divorce, and of all those things, he says, are threatening the very life to which we live. He says, quote, these trends will incapacitate the family, destroy its integrity, and cause its members to suffer such crippling emotional conflicts that they will become an intolerable burden to society. This was written a dozen years ago. What about the future? First, the quality of family life will continue to deteriorate, producing a society with a higher coincidence of mental illness, incidence of mental illness than ever before. 95% of our hospital beds may be taken up by mentally ill patients in the near future. This illness will be characterized by lack of self-control. We can expect the assassination of people and authority to be frequent occurrences. Crimes of violence will increase, even those within the family. This boy, 18 years old, first killed his grandma, and then went to school and killed 19 little children. The suicide rate will rise, don't you see it? As sexuality becomes more and more unlimited and separated from family and emotional commitment, the deadening effect will cause more bizarre experimentation and widespread perversion. But we can fix it. We have the answer. The answer is get out of the pastor seat and get in the driver's seat. After the break, let's go into some of those tools. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? 
At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Live it live like it matters. And this is the battle we're in. We're in the battle. And we talk about this. You know, when I send out my daily uh, blog, and you can get it by going to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog, it's scriptural. Um, uh, whenever I send it out, I address it to, to three roles that every human being possesses. Leader, because people are looking for people to follow. I'm just telling you right now. And why would you get in line with somebody else where they're going if you don't know who they are? You don't know why they do what they do. You don't know whose they are. But people are looking for people to follow. And remember, there's two driving forces in life. There's the desire for pleasure and the avoidance of pain. So people are either moving towards something or moving away from something. And Billy Graham told us clearly that uh, Christians do more to scare people away from God than any of the wiles of the devil. Because some people look at us and say, well, if that's what being a Christian is like, then I'm not interested. And by the way, just so you know, a little side note here, parenthetical, uh, if that person walks away because of you, they're not gods. I'm just going to be honest with you. Nothing you do is going to keep someone from who was picked by God from being in the kingdom. Read Romans 8, what is it, 36, 37? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. You think some moron, some hypocrite, some dude not living out his faith is going to keep you from the love of God. You might want to read your scripture. I mean, that's on you. If you're going to use that example so not to be with God, it's on you. You ain't hurting that guy. You ain't doing anything to that guy. He doesn't get a commission. Church isn't network marketing. He doesn't get a shiny star if you show up at church. It's about you. And you got to have that base, that foundation, because people are looking for people to follow. Why do you think social media is so great? Million followers, people that show their boobies. Any girl, all she got to do to get followers is just show her boobies. Just show seductive pictures. She'll have a million followers. Kim Kardashian became famous because of a nice video she made. Paris Hilton became famous because of a nice video she made. What, I mean, what's the big deal? People, are, Is that how you want people following you? Is that your moral code? Is that what you're about? Is that what you're going to be proud of in 30 years? Is that when you stand in front of the judgment seat of God, whether it be white throne judgment or Shema? Right, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the 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 Olympic one, not the Shema. Sorry, that's a that's a prayer. <laughs> so, uh, bema seat. Sorry, bema seat. So you got to think about that, leaders. Are if you're not leading, you're following, and so you got to lead because you're going in the right direction. You're a child of God. You you want to be. You have a good heart. You want to do good things. And then warrior. Right, we got to be a warrior. We got to fight the good fight. I'm not talking about with guns and knives. I'm talking about fighting the good fight. How many? Things in the Bible, they're about fighting a good fight all over. I mean, go to Second Timothy chapter 2. Boy, Paul goes off, and that's his spiritual son. 
He loves Timothy. He's preparing him. He's getting ready to get killed. He's the death sentence upon him. And he talks about, he used metaphors of fighting a good fight, putting on the armor of God, he told the church in Ephesus. Right? And you got to fight the good fight. This is what's going on in our schools. This white parents show up and the FBI and the government wants to make them out to terrorists because they're concerned for their children. How come it's okay to be concerned for our children when there's someone shooting at them? But it's not okay to be concerned about our children when someone's getting in their mind and perverting their minds and their hearts. Because by the time a child is six years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. And so, yeah, we don't need any guns in our schools. Uh, but we also don't need this perversion, this indoctrination that's being taught. And why, if we're concerned about that, are we called terrorists? And why, if we're concerned about our kids getting shot at school, are we considered patriots? So you see, it's illogical. And too many of you allow that to go on. That's why you got to be a warrior. you got to fight for the innocence of your kids because uh, the world is pulling for them. They want to get them. They want to pervert them. They want to twist them. They want to tell them what God says is bad is good. They want to tell them what God says is not okay is actually okay. And if they learn that at six years old, the Bible says raise up a child in the way of the Lord and they'll never leave. In other words, they'll always come back because it's their bones, it's their foundation, it's their core. Are you putting that core in your children? So we got to fight for the innocence of our children. We got to fight for the innocence of our wedding bed, the sanctity of our wedding bed. Sex and perversions everywhere. You can swipe left and swipe right and meet someone in a stool on a, uh, on a uh, rest stop and go and have do your business in seven minutes and go on and never even see each other. Don't even have to know each other's names. You go to a bar uh, and you have a few drinks and you go home with someone you shouldn't be with. Uh, you and your coworker uh, have marital problems. You're just getting together to talk about your marital problems and then you find out you're sleeping together. All right? Warriors. We got to fight for the sanctity of our wedding bed. And man, if you're in a business, you got to fight for market share. I know my 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 friends, my graduate Nabisco, Kraft, Mondelez. They man, they got to fight those uh, those elves, those keyboard elves are nasty little dudes. Man, they uh, they're they're tough fighters, man. So that's what I mean, my warrior. And then of course, last one's conduit. And here's the problem: we are sponges. See, a sponge in a way, it's weird. If you think about it, it's a cistern, right? We can be two systems. We can be either a conduit or a cistern. And even though, technically, a sponge cannot be a cistern because a cistern holds things like a well. You know, Jeremiah was thrown into a cistern where he was thrown into jail. It was an empty well. Uh, a vase or a vase uh, is a cistern. A cup or a bowl is a cistern. It holds things. And so technically, even though the sponge doesn't fit in that physical uh, set, it does fit in the set that it holds things, right? It holds things. A sponge picks up whatever it is around its environment. And so, see, a conduit is a pass-through agent. A conduit is like a PVC pipe. A conduit is someone that gets something from point A to point B. See, a conduit is a leader. We are pass-through agents. We are blessed to be blessing. Please hear this. I am not tooting my own horn, so please don't hear this. I'm just giving an example. Yesterday, uh, I was in deep prayer, and God uh, started bringing up the people that we've helped this month. I don't think about it. I see a need, I meet a need. When God gives us, we spread it out. So uh, we have cash flow sometimes, and sometimes we don't. And we got money, we share it with people who need money. And so I actually started listing out all the people that we helped out. We got three orphanages in Africa. Uh, we got a, a, a fourth gentleman in Africa who needed some help, reached out to me. We gave him 200 bucks. I got a family in Gambia that we, uh, there's no parents. Mom and dad are, one's dead, one disappeared. 
So I'm supporting him, sending the older son to school and providing food weekly uh, for those uh, for his two siblings and him. Uh, we got a friend in India, our fingerprint guy. We got another ministry in India that's out in the villages that share the gospel that we we support. Uh, we've. And again, I'm not to brag. I'm just thinking about all the stuff that we've done. We got our, our ministry in Tampa Bay, Jimbo, uh, with Christ Satisfies Ministries that we fund, and you know we give him five hundred thousand bucks a month, depending on what we have. We give from what we have. So I was looking at all the stuff. We see that's what a conduit is. Yeah, I can tell you my financial situation. We're struggling. We're a month behind on our house payment. We, uh, we, I got child support. I got a note from the child support. Hey, you're nine months behind. I've been paying it, but I got behind during the pandemic. And now you know, she wants to put a lien on my home, and they did that. And, you know, I'm getting hit from all areas. But you know what? I see a need. I meet a need. I know I'm here to be God's hands and feet, God's heart and, and mind. We're put, put on the mind of Christ, put on the heart of Christ. And so I see a need. I meet a need. If I got, I know God's the provider. He'll give me more. See, that is my root structure, my root belief system. Warrior, leader, conduit. And so sponge, we are like sponge. And this is what's going on. See, this is the discord. This is the strife. See, this is why it matters. This is why the Bible tells us focus only on those things that are good and pure. Because things become part of our experience. Things become part of our experience. We start, there's a lot of discord, disunity around us, a lot of bitterness, hatred, resentment. We're being programmed that way. We're being told that men are important, white people are the threat, black people are victims, cops want to wake up every morning and figure out how they can kill a black person. Even the black ones do that. It's just a disease once you put on a badge, I guess. I mean, it's just crazy that now there's a college professor that we need to stop teaching mathematics and science because then our, our, our pass rate would increase. See, the problem is we're failing too many students. So if we just get rid of the tough subjects, then they won't have those tough subjects, so then everybody will pass. Don't you get it? Everybody will have good self-esteem. It's equity, right? We need everybody to pass. We need everybody to know that they're just as good as the person next to them. We need everybody to know that they're special. We need See, I believe all that stuff. But this is where you take it to an extreme. This is now to an extreme. So now it just circles itself. You eat your own young. It's crazy. And this is why God tells us how to do this. He's our daddy, our creator. Ephesians 4, the end of Ephesians 4, I love it. Ephesians 4, 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. And give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Listen, this is verse 31, Ephesians 4, verse 31. Listen carefully, breathe it in, soak it in. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. See, we mutter and sputter, we fume and we spurt, we mumble and grumble, our feelings get hurt. We can't understand things, our vision grows dim, when all that we need is a moment with him. 
The Amplified Bible put it this way. These six things the Lord hates, indeed seven are repulsive to him. A proud look, in other words, the attitude that makes one overestimate oneself and discount others. A lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that creates wicked plans, feet that run swiftly to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies, even half-truths. And one who spreads discord, rumors among brothers. Social media, gossip, chat rooms. Ladies and gentlemen, we're better than this. It's time that we draw a line in the sand and say, up until now. It's time we get out of the passenger seat and the driver's seat and say, I matter. I'm committed. I'm going to be different. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to repent it. And I'm going to do something different today than I did yesterday. After the break, I'm going to go through an eight-step process that will help you clean up some things from your past. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. We were talking before about warrior, leader, conduit. And then I got into the sponge because I never realized, uh, this is free float, uh, free floating thought. I never realized that a sponge uh, has a lot of attributes of a uh, cistern. It's fascinating because it holds things. Isn't that what a cistern do, does? Like the Dead Sea. I always use the Dead Sea as an example. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest places on the earth. And so there's a few underground waterways that feed into it, but nothing comes out of the Dead Sea until Christ returns and it changes. But nothing comes out of the Dead Sea. That's why it's dead. And that's how a lot of leaders are. A lot of people are. They've been poured into by society, by government, by coaches, by teachers, by parents, by friends. And they just take, 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 take. Givers gain and takers lose. We got a world full of takers. And then people who feel taken advantage of so they stop giving. It's just sad. And so we're like a sponge. And whatever a sponge soaks up, when it gets squeezed, comes out of it. You know, if I spilled Hawaiian punch on my beautiful tile floor and I wanted to clean up my mess out of respect, uh, so uh, I went under the sink, I grabbed a sponge, I took it out of its wrapper, I cleaned up my mess. When I squeezed that sponge, you would expect Hawaiian punch to come out of it. Uh, same scenario, but now brown soda. Watching my girlish figure. By the way, guys, ladies, I'm down almost 50 pounds. Don't talk about it. But uh, I was up to over 285. I've now broke the 240 barrier on the way going down. So 238.9, I think it was. So, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's doing this weight. So uh, think about it. If I'm dieting and I'm drinking a um, diet soda and I spill my diet soda and I take a sponge out of its wrapper, a brand new sponge, and I clean my mess, when I go squeeze that sponge, you expect brown soda to come out of it. And if I was to ask you why, you would state simply, because Mr. Black... That's what you put into it. And then my question would you to be would be to you would be, so are you telling me that the only thing that can come out of that sponge is what's in it? And you would say, Yes, sir. And I would say, in this story, in this example, we are the sponge. That's why, you know, we talk about be careful little eyes what you see, be careful little ears what you hear, be careful little feet where you go. Remember, we only experience life one time and then it's codified. We call it memories. We store it. And nothing can be stored in your mind except in one or all the five senses. Something you saw, something you felt, experienced, emotionally tactilely, something you heard, something you smelt, or something you tasted. Those are the codification factors. There's no other way to codify it in those five senses. You've got to realize that. And so you can tell a man's religion in time of despair because when you back someone against the wall, you see what you got. And a lot of people, when they're backed against the wall, uh, what comes out of them is not good and forever alters their life. Mr. Ramos, Mr. Floyd, Mr. Jones, right? I mean, good people can do bad things. And every once in a while, bad people can do good things. We've got to separate out our behavior and our identity. But first, we've got to know who we are. And who we are, we're like a sponge. And so we've got to squeeze out the junk. There's stuff attached to us. Bitterness, resentment. Turn off the news, MSNBC, CNN. Uh, stop listening to all this political crap. You're being fed lies. You're being fed hatred. You're being manipulated. There are purposeful uh, shortages of food. Gasoline, Joe Biden said yesterday, you guys, wake up. He said, we're in an uncomfortable transition. We'll be better for it later. They're doing this intentionally to us. This wasn't planned. 
They want to jack up the price of gas so much that you have no choice but to go to electric car. Look it up. For decades, there's been articles. Low petroleum costs will keep electric cars from happening. The Democrats have always wanted $10 a gallon gas because then they get their green thing because they're saving the planet. Some of you need to remember that the planet melts. So I'm glad you're saving it from God. I'm glad you're saving it from God's purpose. I'm glad you're saving it from what God's intention is. He's going to melt the whole thing. And you know when? At some point, about a billion people are going to disappear. You guys are going to call it alien invasion. And then seven years of hell is going to happen. And then Christ is going to come back with his church. And then there's going to be a thousand-year millennial rule. And then the earth's going to melt. So we got about 1,007 years left. I don't care how many cars we have. I don't care how much fuel we have. I don't care how many cows fart. I don't care how many cars spit out pollution. There's at least 1,007 years left of this planet. And then it's going to melt. So what I want to do before it melts is I want you to know that um, sometimes in life, we scenarios, we have an intention. And what happens is something less than that intention. Sometimes we have a good intention to have something really bad, and those bad things can scar us. And then we start adding things to our past. You know, I've always been a screw-up. I've never amounted to much. And what we do a lot of time, remember, transactional analysis said there's a stimulus and there's a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response because our mind is six times faster than we can talk. So what happens is when someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. A dog returns with vomit. And a sow, after cleaning herself, returns the mire. Why does a dog bark? It's a dog. Why does a cat meow? It's a cat. Why do we go to what we know? Because we're human. We're flesh. That's why. And so if you have all this trauma or drama, and you're negative, and you're playing the victim, and you have these thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day that go through your head that nobody likes you, that I suck, I'm a loser, I screw everything up, I'll never amount to much. Boy, even when I want to do something nice, it blows up my face. And that self-talk will destroy you. That self-talk will remove all hope. That self-talk will make you bitter instead of better. It'll make you grumpier instead of happier. It'll make you less motivated instead of more motivated. It will uninspire you instead of inspire you. And so you got to get in the driver's seat. You got to practice some cognitive behavioral therapy. It's the only therapy ever proven to get someone off antidepressants. And you basically hold your thoughts captive. That's what they talk about in the book of Corinthians. To hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. I think it's 2 Corinthians 5, I'm pretty sure. It's in there. But you got to realize that to focus only on those things that are good and pure. That's why we have the ability to look back. That's why sometimes we look back at a situation and find the learning. You know, just because something became a failure, just because something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, doesn't mean it has great value. There's something called failing forward. And I truly believe that we learn through our mistakes when we learn how to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit again. And then we learn from the past, not live in it. And we dream of a future, but not focus on it. We've got to live in the now, focus on the now moment, so we can be the best version of ourselves in this now moment. And that makes this moment different than last moment, the next moment different than this moment. We call that change. And so I want to share with you something called the thought and emotion record. 
I put this together through a couple of uh, psychotherapy manuals. It's good stuff. Uh, if I don't get it all on the radio, remember, if you miss some of this radio show, go to likeitmatters.net. You can, uh, I'm sorry, that's my website for the training. You go to likeitmattersradio.com. Usually leave within a half hour of the show being over, has it posted on, a, on our page as a podcast. So check it out. You can listen to it or email me. Email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. M-R-B-L-A-C-K at likeitmattersradio.com. And ask me for the thought and emotion record. I'll send them to you. So you take a situation that had a negative outcome, did not happen the way you wanted to, and now you relive it. You get a journal. You get some quiet time, and you block out about an hour. Okay? And here's what you're going to do. You're going to take it through these eight questions. First question, situation reaction. So you're going to reestablish like, like, a, like a, a, a director setting a stage for a play. So you want to re- recreate it. What, what were you with, who were you with? What were you doing? When was it? What time was it? Where were you? Uh, you reset the whole thing. Who was in the room with you? What were you wearing? You basically recreate as best as you can. Okay. And then number two, the intention. What was your intention? As you look back at that situation, what did you want to take place? Write that down. Number three, moods and feelings. Describes each mood in one word. Also rate the intensity of the mood. Zero being non-existent. 100 being um, I've, I killed myself five minutes ago. Okay? Zero to 100. What were the moods that you had? Uh, identify all the feelings and moods that you had. you got to dig deep on this one. See what, what's, the, what, what's biting at you. What's itching at you? Number four is automatic thoughts. We have these all the time. What was going through your mind just before you started to feel this way? What does this say about you as a person? What does this mean about your life, your future? Because that's the narrative. That's the self-talk. That's what's going on between the stimulus and the response when your mind is six times faster. List out those automatic thoughts. And then evidence that supports the automatic thought and then evidence that does not. Number five is evidence that supports. Number six is evidence that does not. This is the Ben Franklin close. What are your data from your past that supports this automatic thought? And what is the evidence that does not support it? Then number seven now you, as you consider all this, what is the appropriate response in situations like this in the future? If this was to happen again, what would the better response be? How would you handle it? See yourself doing that. Consider all the information. What response would have created your desired outcome? And then the last one is number eight. Again, go back to those moods that you rated in number three. Identify those moods and now rate the intensity after you did all this. Again, what were those five feelings, six feelings, four feelings you had? And what is that feeling now? And you'll know why to do this. It'll be a totally different experience. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. 
Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Ringing Liberty at three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.